Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, uh, June 12th. Sorry, brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got news, and we've got a Miss Marvel TV show to talk about. So, are y'all ready? I'm talking, we got all kinds of news. We got DC news. We got video game news. <laughs> we got all kinds of news. All kinds of news today, y'all. So. Covering the whole gambit today. The whole gambit. All right. Let's start off with something not so necessarily fun. We got a Midnight Suns. Sun spelled as in, like, the sun not your son or daughter. So that was a nice little change. Trailer for a game that's coming out. And Richard has done a lot of research about this. I thought it was really cool because we actually got to see Lilith for the first time. And then he dropped all this on me and I was like, well, hot damn. So go ahead, Richard. <laughs> first off, I got to say, yeah, they, they kind of tricked us. Like all it said was, like I, I went onto YouTube I saw Midnight Suns and I started freaking out because I thought it was like a trailer for a TV show or something. So I clicked on it, saw it was actually a video game and it's all like cinematic footage, no gameplay shown whatsoever. But yeah, it's a it looks like it's a card game, like a turn-based strategy card game. I don't think it's for mobile because when you go to the website, it says like for PS5 and Xbox and PC and I think Nintendo Switch as well. But as researching it today, yeah, it's a card game. So I'm like, fuck that noise, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the trailer, like, the trailer got me excited. Like, first off, they used Metallica Master of Puppets, which I'm a yes. big Metallica fan. I thought that was really appropriate. We see, like, Blade, Ghost Rider, the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider, not uh, Johnny Blaze or Danny Ketch. Spider-Man, who is being voiced by the... PlayStation, the 2018 PlayStation 4 video game. It's a uh, Yuri Lowenthal. It's the same voice actor. So that was one of the things that made me think that it was going to be like an actual like video game, not like a card game. I, I was kind of tricked too. We saw another version of Spider-Man in a black suit. I thought that was Miles, but I, re-watching it today, it's just Peter in a different costume. We see Magic, which is an X-Men character. We see Nico uh, Minaru. I don't. I don't honestly know who that character is, but I had to look her up today. <laughs> and then there's the player's avatar, which is known as the Hunter, and she's not actually a character from Marvel Comics whatsoever. She's the female character that you see with two katanas, and she has like a sun symbol like on her chest. And then, yeah, as Michael mentioned, we see Lilith. And I got excited about that because Lilith is like the mother of all demons. Yeah. And so I was thinking, hey, that's probably where we might be going with this whole Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness when that was coming out. So I was really hyped for that. And no, no, it's it's a it's a stupid, stupid card game. Is Nico one of the runaways? That name sounds so familiar. Is she a runaway? Yes, that that is okay. That is who that is. So and if I'm not mistaken. Lilith, she's mentioned in the WandaVision too, right? Or did we discuss about her in WandaVision? I probably said something about it, only because I've been specking on her for a long time now. Oh, uh, okay. 
So and uh, I, like I know I've mentioned this before in the past, but like what I'm getting at is like Marvel, the company, likes to have synergy where like things that are mentioned in movies are also mentioned in the comics and also mentioned in television and also mentioned in video games. So maybe Lilith will show up in like maybe House of Harkness. Maybe she'll show up there. But yeah, I'm just, I was kind of hyped. And then once I found out it was the card game, I just, all that hype just deflated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, speaking on the synergy, uh, another thing they like to do especially is that contest of champions. They'll bring characters in there first usually. And then it's like, not long after that, you know, they'll start showing up. So a lot of people right now, I think, are specking on Phi Lavelle and Moon Dragon because of them showing up in the Contest of Champions game as well. And just to clarify, that's the one that's on the on the phone, isn't it? Like the mobile game? Yeah, the Contest of Champions, yes. Okay. Yeah, and like that that is one of the things that like I also meant to mention was I can count on my hand the amount of good superhero video games. And like I'm lumping all of the series. So like first off, Batman Arkham series. I know there's like four of them or maybe even five, but I'm just lumping that as one. The Spider-Man ones for the PlayStation and whenever the next one comes out. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy made by Square Enix. And that's it. Like those are the only good games (laughs) in like a very long, long time for like comic books, in my opinion. Well, and what I don't like is they give us a trailer that has no implication of it being a card game whatsoever. Mm -hmm. On top of like, we just got a trailer here, however many episodes ago, about a Wolverine game coming out. And then we got that that sequel to the Miles and the Peter Parker Spider-Man games that's coming out. We got a trailer for that. And it looks exactly like those trailers. And so like, yes, as soon as you look at it, you're like, this is going to be an awesome playable game. And then... It's like, shit, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, and like, I also forgot to mention, like, she turns Hulk and Venom and I believe Scarlet Witch and one other character that I can't think of right now, but into, like, demons. Mm-hmm. So it looks really cool as hell, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm annoyed by this. For people who like playing mobile <laughs> card games, or not even mobile, just card games in general, like, no hate, but I just don't like that as a vid- actual video game. I could see that. It being more is more towards a mobile, like in that, like we were talking about, like with the contest of champions being on a phone, right? But uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be one to go out and pick up one of those games for the Xbox or PlayStation. That just doesn't it doesn't work to me either. Because mm-hmm. you know that Joker's gonna be like not even, but at the lowest thirty dollars when it comes out, if not sixty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm not paying sixty dollars for that. Uh, that's funny. All right. What about, have y'all seen the picture of Joaquin Phoenix apparently checking out the new script for the Joker sequel? I had not seen that. No, I didn't know there was a picture. Yeah, there's apparently a picture that was on Instagram of Joaquin. That's where the whole rumor about him and, and the sequels, you know, uh, going on is because he was, he was, it was a picture of him looking over the script. So... Uh, I know we've talked about it before and like we've questioned even having one in the first place and stuff like that. But what are y'all thinking about this? 
So, yeah, like my note says Joker 2 Electric Boogaloo because it doesn't need... <laughs> I do that when, <laughs> whenever I don't think it warrants a sequel. He was trying to tell a story about how, like, society treats mental illness. And that was, like, the point of it. I know the working title. I don't know if it's necessarily the actual title, but the working title is Joker Fale Adu, which translates into English as Madness of Two. So what I'm wondering is, is that going to be a Harley Quinn? Which I'm kind of cool with. Right. Because at the end, you know, he gets, doesn't he get captured? I have to rewatch that. I haven't, I've only watched it once. Yes. Not that it's bad. (laughs) It's a very good movie. It's just very dark and disturbing. So I could see them possibly doing it where he's now in a like mental institute like Arkham and then a psychologist shows up by the name of Harleen Quinzel, and they deal with, like, all of, like, that. But it's just one of those movies that I don't think that necessarily needs a sequel. I so want to go back and, like, re-listen to our podcast, because I didn't know that, the the working title and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that before you said that. But I want to say I, that that was what I wanted to see. That I wanted to see that Joker actually turn Harley. And, and that whole story, like, it, it's not even from, it's from the Joker's perspective, but it's not. So I want to go back and actually see what I actually said and remember what I actually said about that. Yeah, I want to say you did say that. But yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, the quote-unquote mad love storyline kind of being told. We kind of got that a little bit in the Suicide Squad by David Ayer. Not not the one directed by James Gunn, but the, the first one. Yeah, I think this could be a lot better, though. Not that David Ayers was bad, but I just... I thoroughly love that Joker movie. I thought it was awesome. It's one that I can... Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a handful of movies that I'll usually, if I'm scrolling through the channels, that I can just pick up anywhere. And the Joker is one of those handful of movies. So, with that being said, let's move on. <laughs> Another one that we're talking about... Uh, that's been is this rumor? I haven't yet to see if this is actually confirmed, but there's so much talk about it. it a secret Thunderbolts movie or TV show coming out being written by Eric Pearson and directed by I'm gonna butcher bro's last name, but uh, Jake Schreer, 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 Schreer. Yeah, you're 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 on your own on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, last initial S. He's done a lot with, uh, Richard was telling me he's done a lot with Kendrick Lamar videos and Kanye West videos, and he's done a few episodes of Dave and and more outside of that. But yeah. So just as a, like a refresher, as far as like the Thunderbolts in general, I mean, that, that comes from, does that come from Thunderbolt Ross? Yes. So, is, I mean, is there, does he like assemble like a whole team of Thunderbolts? Or <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Once again, like Michael had said one time, I'm not laughing at the question, just how you phrased it. Um <laughs> but uh yes, he uh so he it's essentially Marvel's suicide squad. Like that's the easiest way to sum it up. Oh, okay. It, it, Thunderbolt hires a bunch of villains or anti-heroes to do wet work for the government. You you don't know the term wet work? <laughs> it's like... Can't say that, I do. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's like, it's like basically like murdering people. Gotcha. 
Wet work sounds so sexual, though. Uh, yeah, that's what I was like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I was reading the article that was talking about the director and, you know, the scriptwriter and stuff like that, or the possible scriptwriter, I, I got frustrated with the articles there because they were like, yeah, uh, the guy that played Thunderbolt Ross may even make an appearance. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, no disrespect, but <laughs> bro, gone. Like, <laughs> he did great work and, and and beyond just, you know, Marvel. But like, uh, unless we get a CGI, that ain't happening. Yeah, so that was my question was, crap, what's his name? His last name's Hurt. I can't think of his, uh, it's not, is it John Hurt? Mm. Uh, anyway. The actor that plays Thunderbolt Ross is dead now, unfortunately. And are we going to get a really creepy, like, uncanny valley version of him, like CGI, in a Thunderbolts movie? Because I hope not. Also, like, is he, are we going to just have him as Red Hulk? And that's how they keep him in there? Maybe he just get his uh, likeness contracted. <laughs> So I looked it up real quick, and his name's William Hurt. William Hurt. So he was so close. I was so not close because I didn't even know Hurt. <laughs> Anyways, I could totally see them doing a tribute to Thunderbolt Ross and it being, you know, the teams named after him kind of thing. I think that's probably the classiest way to go about it and mm -hmm. not do CGI. Because honestly, there is a second Red Hulk and... I, I can't for the life... It's Robert something. I can't for the life of me think of it now. But Thunderbolt's not the only Red Hulk. There's a second one. I want to say it's Robert Maverick. I want to say. I did not know this. And so the name doesn't match. However, the the special forces or the, the military leader in WandaVision, you could honestly make him the Red Hulk. Like that'd be a really cool switcheroo right there and make his character relevant. Yeah. So you could do that, I think. But then again, you could also just have Abomination take its place and that'd be the that'd be the end of that. Oh yeah, that's true. So Yeah. Hmm. So do y'all y'all want this to be a movie or you want this to be a TV show? I'd much rather this be a TV show. Like I just think that'd be more fun than than a movie. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it sounds like it'd be better fitted for a TV show and I would prefer it to be a TV show. Like on just going straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, same. I, I, I echo that. I like the more long form storytelling of a television show than I do like them have to cram everything in a two hour and 30 minute timeline. So I'd, I'd much rather prefer this be a Disney plus series. I'd be cool if they like did a, a short little like TV series and to lead up to a movie. I think that would be cool. And then like the, the mission be the movie that could be cool. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of people talk about like specking about like who the team could be. And of course, you know, Florence Pugh has been the, I guess the new black widow essentially or Yelena Belova, has been talking to Valentina. We got John Walker, of course. I think he would be part of it. A lot of people were talking about Baron uh, Zemo and bros in Wakanda. I don't think you're getting him out of Wakanda easily anyways. I've heard people say Winter Soldier. I don't think that's happening. He just had a redemption story. Why would he be on Thunderbolts? Mm -hmm. I think Abomination. I think that's, that's to me, that seems like a given. But the other thing I want to ask is, I was looking at recent solicitations for new comic books coming out and the Thunderbolt line looks more like heroes and not villains. Hmm. Do you think we'll actually get a Thunderbolt team that's heroes and not villains? I hope not. 
Right. Uh, one other person that I was going to mention, Ghost, the uh, villain from Ant-Man 2. Oh, yeah. But she kind of had a redemption story, too, there at the end. Yeah, but it could be like, you know, like she's like, yeah, you know, I want to still work for the government to do whatever. Because that's what she was doing before they kind of fucked her over. <laughs> I was about to say, she was mad about it, though, too. Mm-hmm. So I could see it. I could definitely see it. But I just I think it'd be hard for me for it to make sense to me. Because Ant-Man was like, Scott Lang was like, getting particles for, like, they they specifically said getting particles for our friend Ghost. Mm -hmm. So, like, she had been in contact with them and stuff like that. But, you know, Yelena had also made a turn as well, and yet she was working for Valentina. Right. So, I guess there's there's no telling. It'll be a team of morally gray people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of morally gray... We got a Black Adam trailer, all right? Now, I, I dug the trailer. I, I I was thoroughly, pleasantly whelmed with this trailer. However, I cannot tell who in the hell the bad guy is in it, and maybe that's a good thing. I have no idea. Yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> I, I have no fucking clue who the villain is. Um, I was going to do more research, but I just didn't have time. I ran out of time today, but I will agree with you. I'm pleasantly whelmed. I don't want to get my hopes up because every time I get my hopes up, usually with a DC movie <laughs> lately, they get dashed except for the Batman. That's the like one outlier from like the last, I don't know, five years or so. I'm super excited to see Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Right. Like, I am really hyped to see that. That looks really cool to me. Also, just I love at the end of the trailer where Black Adam lands and whoever those two characters are that are in the van they start like rolling up the windows like that's going to help. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. They even got the little squeaky going with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, then of course that could be a cut edit or something like that, but that did seem very like Marvel kind of humor that a lot of people were dissing on DC about. So I was, I was pleasantly willing to see that kind of thing put into the trailer. Yeah. But yeah, I can't, I can't for the life of me tell who the villain is. I mean, it looks like the government's the villain. Then of course Shazam is a, like, not Shazam, but Black Adam is a, a bad guy in general. Mm -hmm. And, but he's working with Dr. Fate and Hawkman and whoever else. And he even makes the comment, like we don't kill people and Black Adam's like, well, I do. So... <laughs> <laughs> so am I the only one that got like Avengers vibes from this like movie? Like, cause he was like had all the little little guys on the little flying moped things coming in, and uh, I don't know, just the other different scenes that they pulled. I was like, it just sort of reminds me a lot of like the first Avengers movie. <laughs> yes, I I got that as well. Oh no, I didn't. That's that's interesting. Those guys on the little mopeds, they reminded me of the um Atlantean soldiers. Ooh. Maybe it's something to do. Maybe they're kind of doing like a flashpoint thing or something. Maybe the Atlanteans are attacking or like the Amazonians and the Atlanteans are at war or something. Oh, that would be cool. Because mm -hmm. we don't have any hints of that from the Flash movie that may or may not take off. Yeah. Well, they can't find Ezra Miller, so <laughs> <laughs> The more headlines I kept reading about that, I wish I had actually read more about it so we could have talked about that tonight. Yeah. Hot yeah. damn, that boy. <laughs> yeah. He's, or he's they, good. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's just kind of gone off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 
Yeah, I haven't even thought about that. The, the end, uh, could this be the beginning of the Atlanteans bringing war? And then they have to set up that team or whatever. Like, that would be cool. But yeah, when I saw them flying by, it looked like, I was like, all right, is that the guy? Like, because they had helmets <laughs> on and everything. I was like, is that them? Like, are they, they on the surface now? Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I'm going to rewatch that after this. Like, that, you could be onto something there. I don't know. I, like I said, I was very, ple- like, what are, you, what are y'all's well meters on this? I know uh, Richard said his, he was pleasantly whelmed on that one. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll say I was I was uh the lower end of pleasantly <laughs> whelmed. <laughs> Highly whelmed, lowly pleasant whelmed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll start adding like in like those those whelm sections are gonna start getting more and more like smaller slices. <laughs> start adding more sectors. In there. <laughs> yeah. I was whelmed to the third degree. <laughs> all right if we got nothing else on that trailer let's hop to another dc trailer i guess possibly somewhat vertigo trailer uh sandman we got a sandman trailer as well or teaser or whatever this is i, I don't even know anymore <laughs> i'm so like i'm hyped to see this sandman but at the same time i'm worried because of course netflix because i hate netflix and also neil pulled a george lucas and changed the story for the Audible book, to my understanding, which I've heard it's still good, but I feel like this is going to lean more towards that. And so now I have to listen to an Audible book to possibly see the different references and stuff. Mm. What are y'all's thoughts? I did not know about that. So yeah, that that kind of that kind of sucks. I hope he doesn't George Lucas himself. <laughs> um, or for younger audiences, uh, J.K. Rowling herself. Where she just keeps making prequel movies and fucks over them. <laughs> the stories I from this trailer wait, 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 wait. <laughs> were you saying so you're saying like you, I'm sorry this is going to completely derail for a second so you like the Fantastic Beast movies no they're fucking awful like the first one's good but the rest is just like Star Wars prequel nonsense <laughs> he just left alright he's gone <laughs> yeah no like, make a, like we, we, we can talk about that afterwards yeah <laughs> like, no. uh, just anyway yeah i was from this trailer i was overly whelmed i'm really excited to see this i too like trust me i know what you mean by like netflix sometimes it's good sometimes it's fucking awful like the newest uh season of Stranger Things is really fantastic as far as like their storytelling, the everything, like the acting, the the special effects. This looks really good though. So I'm 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 overly whelmed. So when I say George Lucas himself, I'm not even so much talking about like the prequels and stuff like that. More like we changed, you know, Han shooting first. Yes. And stuff like that. I haven't listened, like I said, I haven't listened to Audible yet, so I don't know how much different it actually is to the the first volume. And from my understanding, this first season is going to be the first and second volumes. So I need to honestly probably reread the first, and I've never read the second, so I need to get on that as well. So, like, I just real quick, I didn't necessarily explain myself too much, but I don't mean due to it being a prequel, it's bad. I just mean, like, she herself is doing things like that 
like going too much or changing things that were already established in the original. I got you. And yeah, anyway. But we see Dream. We see uh, the the main actor that's playing Dream slash Morpheus, uh, Tom Sturd. Uh, I'm I'm gonna butcher this name. Tom. No one has an easy to pronounce last name anymore. <laughs> but, uh, Tom Sturridge, I guess is how you say his last name. That's all you. <laughs> yeah. He's playing Dream. He's one of the seven of the Endless, which the seven are obviously Dream. Destiny, death, destruction, desire, despair, and delirium. Bro looks spot on too, by the way. Like right? his hair's not as crazy, but I dig like that it's not as crazy. Like I I'm I'm so digging him as dream. Like that's yeah. I'm I'm loving that so far. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I have to mention this since we mentioned it earlier and you just brought this up. My wife, when watching this trailer, said they should just get him to replace Ezra Miller because he just looks like Ezra Miller without all the felonies. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my God. Now think, now seeing that and hearing that, I'm like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jenna Coleman uh, from Doctor Who, that's really the only thing I know her from. That's who that was. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> He did know, that. yeah, that was Jenna Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I knew, I, I knew, I knew, I knew her from somewhere. I was like, I know that chick. I know she's a good actress, but I couldn't remember what she was on. But yes, I remember that now. Yeah, she was really good on Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's playing Joanna Constantine. So it looks like we're not getting John Constantine. We're getting like his descendant or great-grandmother or something like that, Joanna Constantine. Yeah, which is honestly kind of disappointing. Yeah, it is. Because you've got the perfect guy, Matt Ryan, to do it. Like, And maybe he doesn't want to do it. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe he doesn't want to do it anymore. Uh, maybe they're trying to set it up for a, a, a Justice League Dark or something. But Netflix is usually like only on Netflix. But yeah, I just... I'm not against having a female Constantine. It's just no. I'm you have you. Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't. I, I thought she looked familiar. So I, I like that chick from from Doctor Who. That she did a good job. So yeah, same. But yeah, we're also getting Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer Morningstar. So she's the actress that played Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could I could definitely see that. Yeah. So, have you read anything as to why they're not using the guy from Lucifer <laughs> to play Lucifer? I don't know. My wife watched that show. I I think that show is very not connected to it. I know it is the same character, but I have never watched it to be honest with you. <laughs> so, I can't really speak to it. I know he showed up in one of the CW crossovers. Um, I think it was Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. And they brought in the Constantine from the the one that you talk about. What was his name? Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan. He comes in and he opens like a doorway and the door opens and it's Lucifer Morningstar and he talks for like a split second. But no, they're not using him. So it's, it's not connected to that. But it's still cool that they made a weird sort of I don't know, it was almost like a crime drama, but with like a twist 
kind of like bones and all that. I don't know. I could be misspeaking because like I said, I didn't really watch it all that much. That's what I was going to say. I always heard that it was like bones. So I never watched it either. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) One last thing I like that. So one of Morpheus's slash dream, the main character, his companion is Matthew the Raven. He's going to be played by Patton Oswalt who his character has connections to Swamp Thing as well. Oh, yes. (laughs) Love me some Swamp. Yeah. Yeah. I like Swamp Thing as well. And then Merv Pumpkinhead's also going to be voiced by Mark Hamill, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. At least that's what the rumor is. So Mark Hamill going back to DC to do a little DC voice acting. I actually know Mark Hamill. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd really be booed from? off if I didn't, huh? From? He's the Joker voice. That's all you know him from? Huh? Well, he, well, I know he's on, he's Luke Skywalker too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I re, you should have trolled us, Jeremy. You should have been like, yeah, I know who he is. He clearly was Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he's the one that, that Leia fell in up. Well, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fun fact, did you know the reason why they kiss in the first movie and then later on it's the sister? I'll just do a quick little comic-y pasta, even though it has nothing to do with comics, <laughs> is because originally Luke's sister was going to be someone completely different. But by the time that they were going to reveal that, which was in Return of the Jedi, I believe, they didn't have any other female characters introduced except for Mon Mothma. So they were just like, well, it's going to have to be Leia. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I mean, Lucas couldn't come up with a whole nother trilogy after that to to go find his sister. Like, God, no, you don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. All right. Have we, have we, uh, geeked out to the, the max on Sandman? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Let's jump into this Miss Marvel. Episode one just came out on a different night, which is odd. I I guess it's competing, but not competing with Kenobi. So that's weird. Or is Kenobi on Fridays now? I Both of them came out on Wednesday for me. No, yeah, they do. Uh, but I'm, normally Marvel's been putting stuff out on Friday, haven't they? Mo- no. Mm-hmm. You, no or have they it, always been doing Wednesdays? It's been doing Wednesdays. Yeah. They changed uh, it. Okay. I'm retarded then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways. So, Miss Marvel, episode one. Whelmed meters. What we got? Uh, whelmed slash underwhelmed. Well, really? Yeah. All right, then. Richard, what do you got? Uh, I was pleasantly whelmed. I thought that, like, my biggest complaint, obviously, is the they changed her powers, but this feels very like Spider-Man Homecoming, where it's like that coming of age. As a matter of fact, I changed that. This feels like Mean Girls, the movie Mean Girls. <laughs> like, especially, and I don't know, I don't know about y'all, but I actually find that movie really funny and entertaining. Yeah. But especially the point where the character, the like the mean girl, the popular character, her her name's Zoe Zimmer, when she gets hit with a hammer at Avengers Con, 
That feels just like Regina George getting hit by the bus. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Well, I think this is a comically comics first. Uh Uh-oh. I'm pleasantly whelmed with this as well. Yay. Oh, wow. (laughs) We're shooting confetti. Jeremy's on the outskirts. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to do the... Oh, okay. Sorry. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought this was super fun, and I like looking in the background for the most part. Like, when she was describing certain things, I hated the text message thing. That... That drove me nuts. But yeah, for the most part, to see like her imagination coming to life and, and the backdrops and stuff like that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. And uh, it was, it just seemed really fun. And I'm probably going to start reading the first volume to see how different her actual... I know just enough to get me in trouble as far as her origin story. But yeah, I, I'm not digging the Green Lantern bracelet. But other than that, it it was fun. Yeah, I I absolutely have to agree with you. That's one of my like important notes that I wrote down. I love when they're talking about her adding flair to her like Captain Marvel cosplay and all the graffiti in the background is being animated as they're talking about it. I thought that was a, such a sweet touch to to add some character to this series. Just a simple bike ride turned into a very interesting bike ride at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I really enjoyed seeing that stuff like that was really cool and seeing I mean it, it gives it a couple a couple things that bothered me were one is the lighting and the coloring throughout the whole episode like it's I don't know it's just a little different I know it may be trying to give like more of a like a comic-y feel to it but there were just uh, several instances in there where like the lighting and the, and the coloring just kind of threw me off and the other, like one other is I didn't really get a good, and I know it's just the first episode, so I, again, I'm not going to completely write it off yet, but I didn't get a good chemistry feeling between Kamala and Bruno, those two actors. It just, it just wasn't, I don't know, just something wasn't completely selling me on that. And then the, the only other thing is like, it, it really knocked it down several notches, obviously, because I didn't get any Brie Larson or yeah. Captain <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on it. <laughs> well, uh, one, uh, two things, actually a bunch of things, but you mentioning the no chemistry between her and Bruno, her like best friend, and also Michael talking about wanting to read the comic. I believe in the comic, they are not any kind of love interest. They're just friends. She has like a crush on Nova, Sam. Sam Alexander, is that it? Is that it? I always forget his name. Yeah. And then she also kind of has a crush on Miles. So that's one thing. Well, like I wasn't necessarily meaning like I didn't care if they were wanting to be boyfriend, girlfriend type thing. To me, I just like their play off of each other. That kind of chemistry, like the acting chemistry just didn't seem to quite be there for me yet. Oh, I got you. I was I was totally like I was buying that the whole time. So that's that's interesting because. I never thought they didn't work well together. In fact, when there was that one awkward moment on the rooftop, I was like, they played this like really well because I never even thought of them as a couple. And now I'm like, you know, could they be a couple kind of thing? So (laughs) one thing I'll I'll say one thing bad. Well, it's sort of silly, but one thing bad that I didn't like about this other than, like I said, the changing of the powers. This first episode has the damn weekend blinding light song stuck in my friggin head. I have not been able to get that song out of my head. 
It's a good song to have in your head, though. I mean, hot damn. <laughs> I'll say something that the, the the other thing that really bothered me about this episode, and I I don't think you're gonna hear anybody else ever talk about this, and it's probably just me being a parent. I'm, I'm a father of two daughters. I did not like Kamala at one point in time. We get scenes of her in a women a girl's locker room, and like it's very much known that she is 16 that she is a junior in high school and you know, you don't see anything of course, but it's still, I just, I was like, I understood that they were going with it, trying to sell her basically how she was raised and being very conservative with her dress and then her being a young girl and, you know, trying to feel confident in her body kind of thing. And just the awkwardness of high school anyways, in general, I understood that and I got it. I just didn't think that those scenes were necessary to kind of put that point across. It was very easy with those scenes to put the point across. But to me, it's like the day and age that we live in where so many people are actually like sick perverts. Putting that on there was just, I was like, y'all could have done something. Y'all could have done it a little differently. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You made me think of the one thing they did sort of nail was the family dynamic from the comic. Like, I've only read the first six issues, so I'm not, like, the arbiter of of uh, <laughs> Miss Marvel, Kumela Khan. But they nailed that, like, the mom is super overbearing, and, like, the brother is, like, he's super religious. Like, they're, I believe they're Pakistani, and they're of uh, the Muslim religion. But he's super religious, but he's still like the big brother where he'll tease her, but he kind of like goes to bat for her. So I, I loved what they showed with that. And um, when they come back from doing errands, when Kumela and her mom come back and Bruno's showing her father the like, zoo, uh, was it Zuzu? It's like the Amazon Alexa ripoff. Yeah. And she's like, oh, are you staying for dinner? And he's like, no, I got to leave. I got to leave, uh, you know. And she's like, hey, I'll get you something. And then she brings out like a stack of food. My <laughs> wife used to have a best friend that their, her parents were born in Bangladesh. She was American. But she's like, that is very accurate. Like, <laughs> they, they have to, apparently it's, I guess, part of their religion. But like, if someone comes and visits, they have to leave with a uh, with a gift of some sort. So usually it's food. And if it's food, it's like a shit ton of food. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What what do y'all think the I, I'm I'm thinking more that this whole band that she gets, real quick, just to kind of put the story out there. Kamala is a huge Ms. Marvel fan. There's an Avengers con that's coming to town in New Jersey. It's the first one. There's going to be a Ms. Marvel uh, cosplay contest. She, of course, wants to enter into it. And her and Bruno have been working on this costume. She is supposed to put flair to her costume that represents her. And they just so happen to get a package in from, uh, it seems like, her grandmother. And there is a band that's in there that apparently is like, not, but kind of calling to Kamala. She uses this to go with her. And we see this scene where like, she kind of goes into the upside down from Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me very much like negative zone kind of vibes because everybody behind her looked like a zombie almost. Like they were blacked out, white eyes. And I was like, 
Does that mean these are the Negavans? Is that what this is? So, yeah, I think it's either going to be one, the name Jin has been like a Jin is kind of like an evil genie. It's from the, I believe, the like Middle Eastern sort of mythical creatures and things like that. But yes, now seeing all those like weird sort of, as you said, negative energy, maybe they're the Negabands of some sort. Also, it could be some realm with Jin's. I, I don't know. But yes, you're, you're probably on to something there. So I got a few questions from that whole thing. <laughs> One is, so whenever she pulls out the band at the beginning, she gets like an interesting look from her mom. Is there any kind of like anything like backstory to that? As far as like, is her mom part of it, like knew what that band was or anything? Not in the comics, because once again, these bands don't exist in the comics. She just, when she's out one night, a Terrigen bomb goes off and she's covered in the mist. And then she gets encased in a cocoon and then has her stretchy powers. So these, this is all new territory. But yes, that's one of the notes I had was the mom absolutely knows something about those damn, or not them. There's just only one, at least I think. She only used put on one. But anyway... She knows something that she's not telling us. I also wanted to mention, because I've been buying a lot of Miss Marvel comics lately, anticipating this, this show coming out for the My Whatnot sales. And I've noticed that on the covers, that her costume as Miss Marvel, she has a what looks like a grouping of, of bracelets or a band mm. on one arm, but not on the other. And so I was like, okay, well, it's it's par for the course, apparently, for her costume to have a bracelet or a band of some sort on one arm. So this could be that. But I, I still don't like that. I, I still don't like that she has Green Lantern and Bigoting power. So that was another, that was, I guess, a question, but kind of comment about that is like with the whole Mr. Fantastic, like the stretchy versus the Green Lantern, at least, like I, I get the, she wasn't stretching, but like those, what she did use kind of was stretchy hand, big hand and beginning hand stuff. So, I mean, at least I guess they kind of tried to keep it in there a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. But my other question is what all is, and this is probably going to get like a little bit more deep, but the the negative zone or like the negabots, whatever you want to call them, people in there. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted real quick, you're right as far as them keeping the beginning in, in in a sense. However, we also noticed that she was able to like create a platform to give herself a boost, mm-hmm. which is not yeah. like if if they made her legs stretch at that point in time, it would have been more yeah more par for her power than her creating a platform to you know shove her ass up on the the, the roof. So I'm not well versed in the negative zone. I know that it is, if I'm not mistaken, a place that Reed Richards has found. But outside of that, I'm not. I, I that that's a whole other territory that I've yet to kind of expand my knowledge on. So I'm not a big negative zone person either. Uh, but it is per this wiki, it, the negative zone is an antimatter <laughs> continuum that exists alongside with the continuum Earth occupies, which freaking sounds exactly like what we just saw. Exactly. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so does any. Anything necessarily that important or big come from the negative zone? Didn't does Annihilus come from the negative zone? Uh, yes. That's fucking huge. Yes. Who? 
a nihilist. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a big time Fantastic Four villain. Like, of course, when you say Fantastic Four and you say villain, you automatically think Doctor Doom. In my opinion, your next one that you think of should be a nihilist. So, and then there was the big story with the Annihilus wave that dealt with like the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. So, per this, uh, Annihilus and Blastar are two characters that come from the negative zone. But anyway, th- this is territory that I don't even know, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, because now we all learn something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually like a street-level superheroes. Like, I don't really deal with the cosmology and and stuff. Like, I did read some Fantastic Four, but that was during the Jonathan Hickman run stuff. I've heard he's a great writer. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Okay, the biggest thing, the biggest revelation to me, to me in this episode was that I have been bitching all throughout some of these new Disney Plus series where they mention things that happened during Endgame. And I've, I've been like, how do they know what happened during Endgame? Did they see the movie? Did they see it? Like, what, <laughs> what, what exactly happened? And we learn that Scott Lang has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And the name of the the podcast is This Powered Life. And the interview that, I I don't know if actually if it's his podcast. I'm hoping it is because one, oh, I'll get into that in a second. Anyway, the name of the podcast is This Powered Life. And that interview that he did was Big Me, Little Me. But (laughs) if it is his podcast, I want Luis to be his (laughs) (laughs) co-host. Oh, most definitely. And I want that to be a mini series. Like, I need that to be actually recreated. (laughs) Well, what everybody has been dying for is Louise to do a recap video of just from the beginning of Iron Man number one all the way to Endgame and be like, just just tell the entire story of what happened. Like, that would be amazing. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. And I don't understand why Marvel hasn't capitalized on that yet. Like, unless they're just sitting there trying to write it and figure it out. But, like, that just seems like a gold mine. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Like, I would love to see Luis basically describe everything. And I I would love to see Scott. Like, Scott and Luis <laughs> having a podcast. Like, even if it's like a three, just hour-long, like, fake podcast for them to do would just be awesome. <laughs> but, um... I'm going to run through just some Easter eggs real quick because there was a ton in this, just this first episode. One, this doesn't really, I guess, count, but it sort of does. We get Moon Knight in the M when the uh, Marvel logo comes up. You see our boy Moon Knight in the M. Oh, cool. I didn't see that. So G. Willow Wilson is the original writer and one of the co-creators of Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel. Her name is plastered in a ton of places, but the biggest one was during the, there's a shot of the plaque on the school. It has her name on there and it has like a bunch of other like artists and co-creators that are on there as well. The school counselor's name, I believe, is also JWW and his last name's Wilson. So it's also a reference there. Oh, cool. We see when Bruno and Kumela are on top of the building talking, you see Edison Electric behind them. That is a reference to the Birdman that was the villain in the first run. Uh, 
I misspoke <laughs> because once again, I read only six issues. I thought he was an inhuman. Apparently, he's not. He. I don't want to spoil that for you if you if you decide to read it, Michael. But he is a bird man. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> we also see a QR code. I got the timestamp. It's ten minutes sixteen seconds. And it's right over the ATM. Okay. And it goes to Captain Marvel issue one. Captain Marvel issue one? Uh, sorry, excuse me. Miss Marvel issue one. Oh, okay. Is that all of them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I have some other, I'll just spoil it, but um, there's a trust a burrow truck. Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, there's a trust a burrow truck at the end credits. The timestamp is 42 minutes, 22 seconds. It's during the credits, and you can see Trustabro. Which also, <laughs> I was leaving this to the end, but when Kumela and her mom are doing all their errand running, they talk with a food vendor, and he mentions that a, a bunch of vultures in suits are buying up all the real estate. Is that a reference to Kingpin? Oh, mm, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's he doing in New Jersey, though? I mean, he just he's just buying up stuff so he can further extend his criminal underground. Yeah. Huh. Because, I mean, his mainstays in New York. Like, he eventually becomes mayor and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. It, it, it could be nothing. I don't think King, like, am I saying Kingpin is going to show up in this series? Absolutely not. Yeah. But I just think that was placed there for possibly like Echo or the Daredevil series or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of like upcoming things and stuff like that, we get somewhat of like an in credits like stinger on this thing. Yeah. With damage control folks that we've seen from uh, Homecoming, at least the one, the one guy anyways. Yep. Who, you know, was not happy with Aunt May and, and letting her boy go out there and put himself in danger. What are they doing? That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't honestly know to be completely honest judging by the She-Hulk trailer, they've completely changed damage control, which really annoys me. Damage control was all about just cleaning up the mess after the Avengers. Now they seem like they're essentially the government that like like they they're almost like the government during Civil War, like not not the movie but the comics where they just hunt down people who are like becoming vigilantes with powers. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's what they're doing. They're going to like register her on like some kind of, I don't know, government watch list. <laughs> you don't think we're going towards a Civil War II storyline? Oh, you? fuck. No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason I say that is because the the influence that Captain Marvel, I didn't yeah. read that storyline. But the influence that Captain Marvel had on that storyline, like she was a, a very main character in that storyline. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> since you mentioned it, I, I got to throw you under the bus for a second, Jeremy. When we see Camilla's room, I just pictured that's your room. Like that's just what your office looks like. <laughs> I mean, like that was the big thing for me, like going into this. I was like, well, I got to like, I mean, even from the very beginning, I was like, oh, sweet, this is going to be a great show because we have something in common, just the best <laughs> superhero in the world there. But then I, I didn't even get a glimpse of Brie Larson in this episode. I mean, <laughs> come on now. Yeah. So when she says, uh, when she's talking about Captain Marvel being the mightiest Avenger, 
I was just picturing you like hooting at the TV screen. <laughs> yep. Because you realize, like, you see, like her her recap is like she's the savior of the whole world, and yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, Wanda could have done everything that Captain Marvel did. I'm just saying, <laughs> but she didn't. So, but she most certainly could have. She broke Thanos' sword that chipped away at vibranium. So yeah, I I think Wanda could have slaughtered everybody if she got her head in the right spot. <laughs> Just need to get over vision. <laughs> <laughs> so also, real quick, during that sequence, she uh, that was one of the other things that I meant to mention when I was talking about Scott Lang's podcast. She mentions that Thor is secretly a gamer, which I think is a reference <laughs> to that yes. new Master 69 scene in Endgame. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I gushed about, or I don't want to gush too much about it, but I just really like this first episode. I even like her talking about her secret plan to like sneak out and all that <laughs> stuff. And then the them later showing the juxtaposition of like it all going wrong and like the times get scribbled out and written with the actual time. Like, I don't know. I thought it was really cute and, and fun and entertaining. That's what I loved about that was like the time. I loved how all that was getting scratched out with new times. <laughs> I love that. I thought that was hilarious. We talked about it earlier, but when Zoe, the the little mean girl mm-hmm. when she got hit with that hammer for a second there I was like this is all in her head like this isn't real <laughs> and then she came swinging back down on the other side I was like <laughs> I just started laughing I was like this is great I thought she was dead <laughs> they do because <laughs> there was a good split second where she wasn't there and they didn't show her like on the ha- I was like is she dead <laughs> <laughs> we had a thing that thing was pretty heavy yeah. So, I mean, I just, yeah, I was I was right there with you. I was like, well, here she goes. She went along for the ride. Yep. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. That was one other, I didn't write that down. That was one other Easter egg. Her costume for the cosplay, Zoe's costume, is a reference to back when they did the Dark Avengers Moonstone pretend, because during the Dark Avengers, it's a bunch of villains pretending to be heroes. Uh, Moonstone dressed basically in that costume as Captain Marvel, I think. Or was she calling herself Miss Marvel at the time? I can't remember. <laughs> it's It was recently when she became, I want to say like in the in the 20 teens. Yeah. When she became Captain Marvel. So I think at that time she was Miss Marvel. And Miss Marvel usually has the like leotard. Yeah. One piece outfit as well. So I that's what I was, I was getting hints of the, the original Miss Marvel costume with the sash around her waist and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. One last thing. The Avengers Con took place at Camp Lehigh, which was where Captain America trained and was selected to be in the Super Soldier program. And even when they show up, they're playing the star-spangled man with a plan. Yeah. Huh. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, it it the little banner says Avengers Con, and then it says like at Camp Lehigh, or I forget what it says. It's some it says something about Camp Lehigh, home of Captain America, or something to that extent. Cool. Well, I mean, normally we sit there and we do a like, where are we going from here? But honestly, I think we kind of hit that, and also I think it's honestly too soon to kind of figure out. I don't think we got any really big hits other than the possibility of Negabands. Yeah. So unless y'all got something, like go ahead and throw it out there. But 
I, I just think we need to do a remix of came in like Thor's hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I want to say there was another song. No, never mind. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeremy, where can find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch every now and then playing uh, whatever. And it's, uh, you can find me on the handle of Night Fury GTO. It's Night with a K. And of course, you can find me here. Richard, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me if you want to contact me directly on Twitter. My handle is Night Curry, Night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, you can contact us via our Instagram. Our Instagram is Comically Comics Podcast. We also have a Gmail. It is Comically Comics Podcast at gmail.com. And from what I learned last week, we have a YouTube channel that is under the name <laughs> Comically Comics Podcast. Which the YouTube channel is under construction right now and is going to be building up and uh, here in the near future, I'm not going to give a deadline because I don't know exactly, but there will be a TikTok account coming too. So be on the lookout. Well, I damn. Look at us. All right then. Look at us being on the social <laughs> medias. Doing stuff. <laughs> All right, you can find me on Instagram, whatnot, Macari. I don't know where else. 22 <laughs> underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen.